Warning, explicit content, listener discretion, is advised. Boss man, what you want? Boss man, what you said? Hey everybody, welcome back to the Muse Podcast. You are listening, that was a Mike Moore from Fire in the Field. Mike came in and talked to Briggs and I about two new studio albums they're working on, releasing right now. Um, he's got a single out called Shadow Way. If you want to hear that, you can head over to fireinthefieldmusic.com. Mike and Fire in the Field, he's kind of local heroes around here. He's a hell of a guitar player. Uh, he's playing a bunch of live gigs, which I'm going to fire off at you right now. So... They are playing at the Starlight in Southbridge on March 14th, Southbridge, Mass. They're playing at Bishop's on March 20th, on Furies in Dover, March 27th, and the Stone Church on April 18th with Wild Adriatic. So uh, get your ass out and go and see them. I guess the Starlight gig, they're doing a live video. So if you want to be in the video, head out over there on March 14th in Southbridge, Mass, if you're in the area. Briggs and I have been uh, off for a little while. We actually worked together. We collaborated on a video game. You know that I make music for video games for a living. So the game's called Ultimate Rivals, The Rink, and it's out on Apple Arcade. You can uh, have a look at Apple Arcade on your iOS device, you know, any of your iPhone, iPad, uh, if you have a Mac laptop, or if you have an Apple TV. Uh, Apple Arcade is part of the App Store. And uh, they got a, if you're not already on Apple Arcade, it's basically a subscription service so that you can play all their games all at one time. Uh, there's like a 30-day trial if you want to head over there and look for Ultimate Rivals The Rink. We are super happy with uh, how that came out. As always, if you want to support the podcast, themusepodcast.com, hit the contact button and uh, send us some email. Of course, you can find us on all your podcast outlets it'd be great if you give us a rate or a review thank you very much and uh here we go mike moore from fire in the field whenever you're gonna play a song tippered old house brick gun bell a fire in the kitchen sink Blankets made of dreams All gone it seems Well, I got time to think Ooh, ooh, yes, the madcap laugh I got the little spirit in my head Ooh, ooh, yes, the madcap laugh I got a little spirit in my head Chills of the mongoose pawing at the noose Call of Commander High Commander the Major Come to rip my stature I don't wanna die There's thunder in the trip The cats have tipped The saucers and the beggars bite their lips Everyone's gone crazy Everyone's gone crazy The 
halo picks a daisy And an angel tells me maybe A halo picks a daisy An angel tells me maybe And I take a little sip <laughs> right on wow yeah, that was awesome, awesome. What, so uh what's that called that's called uh spirit in the head beautiful wow how long have you had Thank that you. song going uh Is that new? just a couple months yeah brand new uh probably january ish mm-hmm. are you writing january. all the time yeah man i that absolutely try to write as much as possible uh there's so much in the schedule the so you know you got to it comes and goes, I think, in, in terms of, like, how consistent I am. But, uh, it's, I mean, we're in March, which is March 4th. We just did the RPM challenge. I didn't quite make the deadline. Just was so busy gigging and all that. But I've got, like, 10 new tracks, all instrumental. You wow. know what I mean? So oh, it's right like, on. Uh, so, yeah, I try to write as much as possible. Yeah. So uh, this one in particular. Yeah. Where did this one come from? Did it start as, like, a riff? It's a cool story, actually. It's... It's a song unlike anything that I've ever experienced writing. Um, randomly, a friend of mine told me to check out this audition for a role in a like, a, you know, an art film, a short film uh, about Sid Barrett from Pink Floyd. Oh yeah, okay, cool. And they're like, oh, you should audition for Sid. And I was like, uh, that's hilarious. Well, I love Pink Floyd, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to this audition and try and, you know at least be part of the band or like be help out recording audio let's paint a little picture it was in cambridge mass yeah uh so i went auditioned and landed the the part of this short film and they were like okay so you're gonna be sid so we're gonna have the movie end with sid so it's not actually like a historical thing it's kind of about like when he became got into acid and like when he went down the you know took too much acid sure um so the movie was going to end with me playing a song that this character who's not Sid Barrett, but so obviously is Sid Barrett, you know, that kind of thing, that yeah. kind of movie, like a take on it. Yeah. Um, so I had to write this song. They're like, okay, write a song in that psychedelic style. You know, it doesn't sound like a Sid Barrett song really, but sure. I listened to his song, the mad, uh, the madcap laughs sure. yeah. is like what I, where I got the chorus basically, yeah. you know, the madcap laughs. And then, uh, the title of the, actually I ripped off from uh, Tim O'Brien's The Things They Carried because I got super into that Ken Burns Vietnam documentary and then right. Tim O'Brien's in the doc and he's and I was like oh man I remember the short stories I read you know from that excerpts because it's a bunch of essays or whatever so I went back read that and then like at the end of the book he says that spirit in the head and I was like yo man spirit in the head yeah that's Sid you know yeah right. tripping out on acid or whatever so wow, there's a lot of information flying around. Sorry. So no, it's good. No, it's awesome. So when so did you already make the film? Is the film happening? No, the film is uh likely not gonna happen ever. <laughs> oh, too bad. Um no, it's just one of those things, DIY resources and trying to get it together. It it they wanna make it. It's it didn't happen the way they wanted to and it might happen, but it might not. But it was it was a cool experience for sure. Um but yeah. Did, did they hear this song? Did you play them the song? I did, yeah. They were stoked. I mean, it was definitely 
it's not appropriate for the film, in my opinion, because it's kind of, it's kind of like whimsical, uplifting in a way, but it's still dark where this is like, the film was more like, you know, this is the point where he breaks. So it, it has to be like probably more down, like tempo slowed down. The voice should be like really like kind of, kind of fucked up, you know? I mean, right. he was, he literally lost his mind. So, yeah. um, I mean, I guess, you know, but, our, art's art, it's going yeah. to land or it's not. But I, I was just stoked, like, that that song came out of me because of that. And I'm like, yeah, it might not be right for this, but it's a it's a tune. It's a right. good song. Yeah. yeah, sure. Simple, like, you know, a few chords and that's it. But well, it's got that lope. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, nothing. I was so there's like, uh, like a lope, lope, lope kind of thing going on there. Yeah. Yep. Which is, you know, that, that, that pulls out that whole 60s things for yeah. me. But if you think about it, in the '60s, I mean, they were just ripping on what they were totally. listening to their parents listening to, or whatever. Totally. You know, it wasn't like yeah. coming straight from the blues. It's almost like that Bertolt Brecht kind of thing, like a like a theater right. musical kind of thing. At the same time, then it shows up in the '60s, and then it shows up as like psychedelia. And now it's like here, it's pretty cool. Yeah. What did you start off with the words with that one? I did actually. Yeah. Is that um, typical? No, I don't think so. No, for the most part, it's usually the music first. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I write a lot of lyrics, and I'll end up taking pieces of things that I write and put them into, like, new ideas that I get with the music. Um, I think more and more I try to do music first than anything else. I've always had the approach that I'm not as good at, you know, handling words and things like that as I am with music, so I try to take that Elton John approach where you just get some lyrics down yeah. and then reflect on that and then I do I try to do what I at least I'm pretty good at yeah. you know which is the music part um, does that stuff ever get into your head or are you just kind of um, I definitely am always editing everything I never have anything that's set lyrically I always am like ready to just destroy everything <laughs> you know I think that for me it's like be ready to just destroy you, you mean know, like, like don't finish it and then you're just ready to throw it out? Is that no, it? just like in the process of creating it, like don't be afraid to just ditch a whole big chunk of stuff. You know what I mean? I, I get rid of verses, you know what I mean? I cut everything up to shreds for the most, you know, like right. even, even, if, even if it's just in my head, like doing something during the day, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I should do there. You know? How do you I tell just, when it's done? You it's never done. Right on. So yeah. like even it's if you say you record a song or deadline. whatever, will you still keep working no, on it? Or? There's definitely like a feeling of uh, like, yeah, man, I feel like it's ripping and I feel good about it. So let's not do too much. You definitely, I definitely never want to cross the line and overcook it. Sure. But uh, I feel like you could always, because your ears hear the, the material so much, I think that um, you're you're gonna question it, like, sure, because you've been in in it for so long. You Keep know? it fluid, and so it's like you can happens. you can always make another mix call. Sure, right? If you really want to, you can. But yeah, you, it's your song. Do you what you want I mean? with it, right? But yeah, it's I try not to go too far into the rabbit hole. But is <laughs> what's the line? Yeah, right. Have you changed stuff after you recorded it? You record it, then yeah. you go live, and you're like, "Fuck that! I want to do it differently." Um, I think that always changes. Yeah, somewhat is gonna change. Uh, sometimes in a major way, sometimes in just little things, but yeah, it's always different. That's yeah, it's always different. You know, I mean, people who listen to the podcast know that is my jam. That's like everything about what I'm thinking about now is the impermanence rather than the permanence right. mm -hmm. of the discussion, right? I mean, that's where 
yeah. we have this opportunity now with everybody all connected to yeah. to actually make that happen. Yeah, you know. Uh, wow. So this one did 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 you change things after you played it for the director or anything like that? Um, like, did you get notes? It kind of the whole project is that's kind of where it fell apart. Where it was like, I love the song so much. What if we do it in a way that's more like dark and 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 whatever, more fitting? But I never really. No, this is pretty much how I wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Great. Are you gonna record it, or is this just yeah, for the yeah. film? Yeah. The blues album is, that I was telling you about is so. Is let's tell me about that. that. What's your idea? Actually, dudes, last time I was here, I was talking about how I wanted to do that record and those right. tunes that I played. Right. So we ended up. Uh, we tracked nine tunes. Who's we? Of that who's we? Myself. Uh, Jeff Bottolato, who's the original bassist. You've met Jeff, I believe. Uh, yeah. I think original basis from from fire in the field. Right. Um, played with him since up since high school. And then, uh, Jared Graham, who is fire in the fields. Actual, he's, he's our third drummer. Uh, it'll be a year for him this March in the band. Uh, he's just been the greatest addition, man. He's such a, he fits right in and just, he helped, he he elevates us, man. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, ah, yeah. You know, playing music with people that just feel good that you like being around and you're just like, yes, you You, know, it's great. You made this recording. We have recorded, yeah. Where'd you do that? Um, Can we, you talk about it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. This is not the record that's coming out this this year, I'm this sorry, spring. Well, you should definitely roll. roll but no, no, no. I like this because this is like it's just a cool story because it ties into like you know when we were hanging out last and um, yeah. So we ended up tracking just the guitar, bass, and drums, no vocals yet at uh, New Alliance in Somerville. Shut the front door. <laughs> I'm telling the truth. That is the fucking place for 40 years. Yeah. Like you did. I'm oh, guessing shit, 40 man. years, at least 30 years anyway. It's their new. So it's their new location. Oh. You know, do you know Alvin? Yeah. The, so he, it's, that's where he is. A lot of the EMF, WEMF guys are yeah. in that building. Wow. And, um, but it's cool, man. It's like, it's a tracking room, kind of like the size of this room. Yeah. And then they have like a master control room. Yeah. And it, Around it is a bunch of like art spaces. Up above it is rehearsal spaces, art spaces. It's in uh, the market basket of Union Square. So oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's a great studio. It's where we did a bunch of recording for the new record that's coming out now. And it's where we tracked basics for the blues album, which is like, and we're going to have Andrew Blowen on keys for that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Nice work. Yeah. When he's been playing with us, which has been cool. Yeah. Andrew is the He's fucking the man. Yeah. <laughs> talk about just he has like, a cool keyboard stand too. Talk about yeah. <laughs> talk about elevation, man. Oh my god, dude. like we were playing at Flight Coffee in Dover last Saturday, and um, he shout out to Kelly, yeah, yeah. Mr. Bauer, and uh, yeah, he, you know, we were killing it, and then Andrew like took a solo and was like Andrew blowing for like a couple minutes, and people were like eating it up and i was like man i gotta step up my shit <laughs> well you I, I guess you could look at it that way i mean i'm sure they just saw him at a good time he's a he's a killer and mm. uh he's great he shows he's starting to show up on more and more different shows and different players yeah and, you know stuff so so yeah the uh briggs and i just last night we were talking about uh mud rock the uh, old producer andrew murdoch who uh i uh, i met at new alliance a million years ago nice. and, I, and i gave him my maestro balls and speed pedal yes nice have you ever seen one of these things? No. Oh, let me show you one because I got one off <laughs> Reverb.com. 
This is a ridiculous. I paid way too much pedal. money for it too, but it, it's the it best pedal like a, ever of all time. It's like what a in God's you like, Do you want to try to describe that to the people listening? It looks like a giant phaser from Star Trek or something. It's like a wedge. Oh, and it says phaser on it. And it's actually a phaser. Phaser is a sound <laughs> that goes. Yeah. On your guitar. I have that little tiny orange MXR yeah, version. MXR, of that. yeah, sure. Yeah, phase ninety. This yeah. is but this, this is, is a one you can use giant as a doorstop. And could also. you could you so there's Killer wheels man. on the side, like yeah, it's instead amazing. of knobs, then they're like you can play them with your toe. You can make them go faster and slower. Yeah. You have to stomp the whole thing down into the ground to yeah, there's, there's like no, no button. button. The button yeah. is the whole pedal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the best part about it is the uh one of the wheels is named Balls, and the other exactly. one is named Speed. It's literally like an Austin Powers joke. It's like, you know, the countdown. Right. It's like eight, seven, and then the camera pans over, and it says Balls, and it's like a joke somehow. You know? Well, here's the fun part like, about it. It's unlike any pedal. I may have fucked it up. Did I call? Yeah, right. So I, I said Maestro, not Hona, right? Yeah, yeah I said, said Maestro. Right. Right. You said it right. So, do you know who made that circuit? Bob Moog. Right wow. on. That's how you That's know it's good. Cool, man. Fucking crazy, right? It's all extruded aluminum and shit. This oh, giant it's it's thing. really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I'm guessing uh, uh that that uh that you had a good time is why you're telling us the story. What was yeah, it like? Man. What was it like? Oh, the new Alliance. It's just great to be three people in a room all playing live at the same time and yeah. playing for keeps. Yeah. You know? It's just the best feeling in the world. And immediately the sounds that we got were, you know, we just, everything got dialed up and it just sounded great. You know, just listening to us, listening back to us jam out. We're just like, man, the sounds are, yeah, okay, then let's go. You know, there was no barrier to, from us to like getting into the groove. You know? Right. Were you uh, in the room with the drums? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. fucking great. Yeah, yeah. It's the best. And then you, so, but you didn't sing live. No, I did. I mean, I did a little yeah, bit yeah, of like, yeah, you know, just quiet. Like a, a guide vocal. Pretty much. Went back and. Thank you. Yep. Dubbed the. <laughs> That's dubbed the word. The, oh, I'm not. I don't, sorry. I didn't mean it like no, no. I was just like. trying to help. Right? Simplify. <laughs> hey, man. The guide Do you vocal, not know bro. it's called a guide vocal? <sighs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> End of podcast. <laughs> so you did that. And uh, did you dub like solos and shit too? I mean, how did you, how did you go about ended up, it? It felt so good. And I know it sounds like I'm being like confident, like nobody wants you to be like a confident musician. But oh, I was just like, dude, I, man, hey, when it's good, like, it's good. And shit. if you feel it, we were fucking rocking out it and just right on, you know, I didn't plan on cutting solos live, but it just felt so good being in the room with everybody. I was like, fuck it. We're just play it live. And yeah. just, every solo is a live thing, you know, awesome. These original songs, original yes. blues songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Okay. So when's that coming out? That I have no idea. Well, that's off no idea. for a little while. Yeah. So you talked about something coming out in the spring. What are you talking about? Yeah, where it's a 10-track studio record. It's like, uh, I don't mean this in a negative way. It's like kind of a zombie record in a way for Fire in the Field because what does that mean? Yeah. last March. It's a zombie record. It's like a guide track, asshole. Yeah, I, do. <laughs> I don't like, know any. I don't know what a zombie record is. Either. <laughs> Stay woke, man. <laughs> um. <laughs> What do you mean by zombie record? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yeah. So, I was saying Jared is the third drummer in the band. Last March, we lost uh, our our drummer. And we had the studio time booked. And we were working on some tunes and blah, 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 blah. Right. Then the bass player wasn't around. And it was like this whole thing. Just scheduling. You know what I mean? Just like try to get something done. And 
as a DIY artist and it's like, you gotta, if you're not going to like hustle and do it, like it might never happen. Right. right. You know, it's, it's a like window. A, yeah. yeah. So it's like, I'm dude. Uh, no, you're quitting the band. Like I'm not letting this like detract from fucking full steam ahead. So on this record is the original drummer, John Santarelli, who, you sure. know, yeah, yeah. um, who played with one hand free yeah. after Kelly left. Um, who's one who's my best friend. I've been playing with him for years. So he played on half the record. And then my friend, Joe Beth Umali, who plays with uh, Zeely Millis world music band. And she, I play with her and miss Fairchild. Sorry. Zeely. <laughs> Zeely Millis. Say it one more time. Cause I can't, I can't, uh, I'm old. Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe Beth Umali is the drummer Got who, it. who tracked the other half of the record. And, um, she plays in a world music band called Zeely Millisk. Oh, Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. And I probably am pronouncing it wrong, which is probably part of, oh, the, problem. Part of the problem. <laughs> so there's two drummers on the album. Two drummers on the album. Great. Yep. And uh, they're just crushed their stuff. And I ended up playing bass because um, our uh, Jeff was not around at the time. Right. And didn't. Well, I mean, he's so busy, you know. And, you know, we're just being real here, DIY, trying to live a life and time, make right? music. Right. And also, make the art studio is has yeah. they have their schedule. You sure. got to yeah, fit yeah. in. You got to get the yeah, whole thing. Exactly. But, so, yeah. um, so that's what happened, you know. So I played bass on it, and um, it sounds killer, man. We're it's getting pressed to vinyl right now. What did you do? Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, it's getting pressed to to wax. Yep. Is it? That's uh, awesome. Am I crazy? Did I read that that the yeah that the the factory that makes the the uh, you know the raw materials for the vinyl yeah. actually burned down the yeah. one that's like in a I'm guessing I don't know it's in a foreign country and uh, yeah did you heard this as yeah, well yeah it's like there's no more lacquer for the oh I, I I don't know I it's missed not the I missed vinyl, that story it's the, it's the lacquer for the masters oh yeah. no way okay yeah. interesting I should probably look that up but same I'm not going to no yeah I'm no. going to actually okay, very good go ahead. No, I mean, not right this now. Podcast. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So you get in the vinyl uh, printed. And yeah, man. this release is slated for when? Uh, the well, It's slated for, man, This you're bringing up a whole thing because this is like a regular <laughs> question, right? When is your release date? And for me, I've been like struggling with uh, the current times and how to release a record, you know? Yeah, it's and, a good call. And, and all that. And it's like w- w- every project we've ever done is like, it's taken so long because of DIY and boom, boom, boom. And you feel like we got to get it out. Got to get it out. Got to get it out. <laughs> you know, um, what's the and, turnaround and, time for the, sorry. To yeah, no, in. no. It's, what's, it's usually, uh, it takes a long, oh, I meant for just the vinyl months, pressing. Like can when be you months, yeah, you know, okay. like we went through disc makers and it's like a seven week turnaround time. And it's, that's not that bad. It's, actually, it's getting longer. Gotcha. I don't know if it has anything to do with the lacquer, but, you know, so more people are probably making so, records too. Maybe. Yeah. Are you saying you're waiting for that? Is that what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's scheduled to be here in the end of April. Okay. But um, I'm not gonna like I'm pretending like it's not even happening because of the lacquer thing and because of like, you know, it takes a long time and it's like I'm not going to. They well, can't. I mean, there's no guarantee on the how long it's gonna take. Really. Objectively, you don't um, need the. The, the lacquer vinyl version in yes. order to quote release the record yeah right? so yeah so we were gonna i was honestly thinking about just putting it out on our website and it's just like if you want a record you can buy a record for 10 bucks it's on right. our website right it's a good um, deal i'm so tired of like 
caring so much about like Spotify and streaming and all this bullshit. And it's like, you see that thing they did uh, before the new year where it's like they sent out like your little stat for Spotify, how many countries, how many plays you have. I was like, oh, that's cute. That's like, that's nice. (laughs) What the fuck? What the fuck does that do for me? You know, I don't know. It, it gives you 0.2 cents. Yeah. What, what do I get? What do I get to cash these tokens in and play fucking Zelda online? <laughs> what am I going to do with that? That would be kind of cool. It so, would be kind of uh, cool. No, so you're saying, no, are, like, are you saying you're talking about your own one when Spotify sent it to you? Yeah. you? You have stuff on Spotify. Yeah, and it looks good. It's I mean, like, it oh, wow. It's nice to know that, you know, your, your material is yeah. being listened but to like, in Germany or whatever. But like, I don't know them. I don't have any connection to them. You know, right. there's a barrier there, you know, right. and it's because that's how they do things and it's like all you're doing by posting that is just marketing for them essentially i've been to the spotify and i'm not saying i love using the platform right right. i I live by it i'm just saying like how to release a record what does it mean to release a record and how it's consumed it's like i want to make a connection with people man it's like i feel so disconnected on the internet Dude, I just feel it's terrible. Well, it's one of the reasons. I mean, all jokes. I don't mean it's got dark. No, it didn't. Uh, It's this is why we do this. This is why the podcast. This is the whole point of the podcast is to talk about the stuff to understand more about the material rather than just you know just the initial thing. It's funny we were listening before you came in. What we listened to? uh, Rival Sons. uh, One of their albums. The drummer is on Spotify, so it's right there. Then right below it on Spotify, there's another one. It's just uh, got basically a commentary. Mm. It's the same album, and it's like he's listening to it. You can hear it coming through his speakers. Right. He's like, and this is cool. I'm playing a cascara rhythm here in the background. You're going to really like this. And, you know, the funny thing is I listened to the record. It's a little derivative for me. It's not really my favorite kind of uh, material, but uh, my, one of my friends was like, you got to listen to this. So I'm like, I listen to it. Uh, but I got to be honest, I like the record way more after I listened to the commentary. Yeah. Like that, sure. that dis disruptive approach towards releasing it really worked for me i'm like oh well i like that song like i'm not just sure consuming it in the same way yeah that's the thing i wonder if that's part of the answer that you're looking for not that you need to make a commentary but maybe you do like maybe maybe the idea is that you don't release just the same old same old to spotify but you use the platform right to put a bunch of shit up that might somehow make it better you know Right. right yeah yeah we were talking about uh, like uh, I uh, before. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I, someone was here earlier today. We were talking about uh, Wolfpack, right? And uh, I think that came up with us as well. Yep. And it's like I, I really respect the way they completely did an end run around the industry. Yeah. That absolutely. they solved it with YouTube. Yep. Which you know is is a, a, a at this point probably your the the initial point that people are going to understand like a new act is through YouTube, not really through Spotify. Right. Sure. And then I like the way they went and they did, you know, the whole college thing and they did a bunch of cool, weird things. Like they put out that one, I think it put out like a, uh, they had a big campaign where you just put they wanted you to put their song on on repeat at night when you went to sleep oh right so it's like it just it was just you know it's all yeah. pr right it's called sure. sleepify or yeah i think it was pretty I funny don't remember, yeah I remember so I, I just like the idea that they use the platform to push and that's a that's a fun band it's ironically funny and all that and so they're they've got that pushing but yeah. it'd be interesting to see how you know someone in your you know, in, in, in the class of you guys sure. is going to use that platform. Because I don't think you're just going to go, okay, here's the album and I'm done. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. So kind of going back to Spotify thing, not 
saying anything, trying to be negative. So I, I went to the Spotify conference in Brooklyn a couple of years ago. There's a conference. Yeah, they do it, uh, you know, pretty regularly in different cities. And it was really cool talking to people in the industry. And it, it was like a mind-blowing experience. But what I noticed was like, there are people so far beyond where I'm at in terms of like listenership and all of that. And it's like, they're asking the same questions that I'm asking. Right, yeah. They have like hundreds of thousands of plays on Spotify. You know what I mean? And they're like trying to fucking figure it out. So it's like, right. <laughs> let's release a record and have a party with like people that we can like be around. Yeah. Sure. Like who gives up? Like, what do we care? Right. What does it do? Nothing. I think at one point the radio was yeah. like that. There were people that were built for radio, you know, artists that were built for radio, and then they would get played on the radio. And the live thing was sort of a separate. Look at it from Boston, like the Cars. I mean, those kind of bands really live, they were fun or whatever, yeah. but you're not living to go see those guys. <laughs> right. But, you know, love is the, you know, the soundtrack of many people's high school careers. And, uh, so they were built for the radio, and I think you probably had these same kind of discussions with certain types of bands that were like, why am I trying to make something for the radio? I just want to make something right. that we can play. Right? I saw a funny meme that was like uh, bands really trying to <laughs> hone that uh, Apple Apple commercial sound or something like right. that. Sure, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah exactly <laughs> right. Good. Exactly. But they're definitely, <laughs> the long-term stuff is going to end up being people that are just making awesome music. So, right. It may be a little bumpy on the way. Is that kind of where you're going with this? I mean, can you see oh, Spotify, yeah, yeah. though, as the radio? So, like, if you're on Absolutely. there, someone can no, listen to 100%. you. It's cool. No, I think I think everything eventually should be available like, on that on that platform. Because bands that I love, I buy their music, and then I listen to them on those platforms. Right. It totally makes sense. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, like, anti or, like, you know, too punk rock by any means. It's just in terms of, like, what makes... You know, if we're, if we're, I'm a DIY artist, if I'm like a, you know, like what matters more, I think is, right. is the core and making sure that like everybody around you is like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right on. Absolutely. And I, th I think that that's just sort of like, uh, yeah, I don't know. You guys it's played, just, you played with that. a different, with a band the other, uh, the other day at, at flight. Yeah. Had you played with them before? No, I oh, was that just like a regular Kelly booking or something? I had like met uh, a couple of the guys before at random musical situations, but right? No, no, we had never played. Some of the um, some of the uh, some of the acts around here that have done pretty well have have sort of paired up with not paired up, but like trioed up or quartered up with uh, you know a bunch of different it's a quadrad up with a bunch of sure. different uh, tetrad. Uh, different, yes, exactly. Uh, uh, acts and sort of that same kind of thing. So you made a posse and. Sort of move forward from there. I'll bet you that's, you know, that's in you guys' future right now, you know. Yeah. Having people saying, you know, we want to play with you. We want to do well, that it's kind just, of thing. I mean, it's just live is so much. I mean, it's just all about the live thing for me. Right. You know, it's just 100% like that is where it's at. So uh, we were just talking about this the other day. Uh, right now, like if you go like all the way to Montreal, all the way down to like New York, is there a place that you want to play? Are there places that you like, you have played that you like playing? Because obviously there's less places to play live now right. than there were 20 years ago. We've been having a ball in Western Mass, honestly. Really? Yeah. In Can North, you name some places? Northampton, we've been playing Bishop's Lounge nice. pretty regularly. We yeah. just played um, Hawks and Reed, which is in Greenfield, which is a pretty 
sick venue. Yeah? Yeah. What was man. sick about it? Uh, it's, just, it's just pro status shit, yeah. man. It's like they get a lot of... Sorry, I keep forgetting they have a guitar and I just like play. You Don't can, worry about it, um, dude. It's cool. It's good thing. <laughs> Not a bad thing. Um. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Hawks and Reed, man. Killer venue. Awesome. So pro stuff. It's, so you are happy it. with some of the places around here. It's not it's not you're not, you know, dragging ass to some bullshit place as much. No, man, we have a blast live. We have an absolute blast. That's interesting. So you say it kind of it doesn't matter where the place is, like it this is where Fire in the Field's playing, so you know, it's gonna be good kind of thing. Well, playing places like Flight is just beautiful because not everyone no one's there to get drunk or anything everyone just comes to hang out and listen to music right you know yeah i like i like that vibe um but yeah i mean like it's also fun to play the the crazy gigs too but yeah of course there's always a a level of grind that you're like oh no we're playing here all right so but (laughs) let's let's uh let's segue to road stories 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 on the road road. uh (laughs) we should probably get uh phil's take on that and play it back like a professional podcast would yeah maybe okay uh <laughs> we don't have to do that so right so go ahead can you uh give us an example of a crazy gig that you've played something that's an outlier oh man let's go actually it's it's not a gig story it's a post gig story sounds good fine. all right so i was playing in this band called miss fairchild and there was this funk song called uh I, I don't remember what the fuck it was called. Oh, no. But there's this chant in it. And it was pretty hilarious. And it was, uh, the chant was S-O-S. And I forget how the riff goes. I forget it. Um, I forget it. But yeah, there's a chant for S-O-S. And it was like this epic funk tune and and we would bring down the house with this funk tune we do the whole like gospely like you know you know the whole thing yeah it was crazy and so the singer had the sign that said sos on it and the next day or actually <laughs> we're actually driving home in uh andrew blowen's van and uh there's like eight of us in the car with all the gear too much too much weight too many people too much weed too much hangover too many miles <laughs> there's this car next to us and i got like super long hair i'm wearing aviators i think i got a giant beard and i think i probably have like a cigarette butt from my mouth and i'm just looking over at them like you know like what what are you looking at subaru <laughs> and it's like this it's like this family you know what i mean it's like you know and they're all just looking just like concerned we get pulled over by a state about 10 minutes later and uh the cop comes to the window and he's like, you know, classic, like six, five, steady, old dude, like strapped, multiple clips on his belt, the wide brim hat, the whole thing. And he comes up to Andrew and he goes, uh, you, you guys think this is a fucking joke? And, ah. and Andrew's like, excuse me, officer? And he's like, you think this is a joke? And he's like, what? He's like, I've been getting calls for 30 minutes of an SOS coming from this van. For- <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were just like, Oh no! And you know, wait, wait, what does he mean? So the the they song the they had the sign for the song in the van. Oh, the sign when it was out so, the back out window. So, yeah. window. So he said that, right? No. And I like, 
I, I look back and it's just like the sign is perfectly facing from inside the trunk, facing out. And I was like, oh my God. And the, meanwhile, it's like, and then I flash back and I'm like, I'm sitting there all like hungover and angry looking at them in my aviators, long hair and big beard. And they're like, oh my God. Yeah. They're and like, they're you're like, the perp. they're like, call the cops. There's an, that's an SOS. Uh, that's that awesome. The, now let's 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 take your side on this just a little bit for just a moment. Am I to believe that you had kidnapped some young person yeah. and they had somehow manufactured a professional-looking SOS sign? Well, it wasn't too professional. Okay. <laughs> and they had jammed it into the back window without you knowing, asking 100%. for help. Yeah. Yep. I guess that's what everyone believed, and multiple but like, people called the cops. If you saw like the crew we were rolling with, including it's myself, totally do understand. It's, what yeah, done. the van that we were driving. It's just like how we all looked. We're just like people are probably just like, oh no, you know, we're driving through Connecticut. Right. Come on, Connecticut. Yeah. Yes. It's like look it at wasn't this. Wasn't the only van with an SOS sign. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh my God! So how did that all work out? <laughs> you have to it go, worked go out to fine. The it worked out fine. The person who didn't have a seat because there was too many people in the van just like hid, and we all basically all laughed and like we're like, yeah, we're a band. And he's like, God damn it, I'm yeah, see you later. And then he left. Right on. So all was well. It's just that was did you guys turn the sign around or did you? Oh yeah, it in the window. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's awesome. What's the uh, what, what's some of the greatest places you played? The greatest places or we, best show? We played or? the Paradise. Oh, awesome! Which was, which was yeah. cool. That was dope. The Paradise Rock Club. Yeah. Did you open? Was it your night? How did that go? It was a local night, actually, of like three bands. Awesome! Awesome! And this was back when the Paradise Lounge, I believe, still existed. Okay. Which does not exist anymore. Um. Yeah, that was killer, man. There used to Paradise be a, uh, a comedy club right in the Paradise. Like, the Paradise and the comedy club were right next to each other there. And that's where people like, you know, Rogan and all those Boston guys yep. all used to... They got their start at there. Gotcha. That was, that was the fucking place. Briggs, you've been to the Paradise. Yes. What was the coolest show you've seen at the Paradise? Oh, man. Uh, on the spot? I'm yeah. just going to pick one. Boredoms. Boredoms. Yep. With Thurston Moore opening up. Oh, wow. shit. Did Thurston Moore just... Like he, take his he guitar did and lean it against the <laughs> amplifier. Uh, not exactly, but he definitely buttons. just did guitar noise for a really long time. But yeah. it was really great. <laughs> That's dope. But the boredoms were—it was actually really, really great seeing the boredoms. Wow. Um, I had a uh, uh, seven-necked guitar that what? had a one dedicated roadie holding it up from the back while he bashed it with giant, like I don't know, like broomsticks or dowels or something. <laughs> And uh, he basically like punched at this seven neck guitar that had like three necks sticking one way and four necks sticking the other way. And it was arranged on this like uh, frame or something. And he was hitting it so hard that it was toppling backwards. And he had like a roadie guy whose whole job was to stand there and hold it upright while he was playing it and tune all of the shit while he was not playing it. It was fucked up. It kind of does sound relatively epic. It was awesome. It's almost like ironically rock that he's like hitting his guitar. No irony. <laughs> it was balls out. Wow. Oh, that's yep. amazing. It was it was a, it was actually a really great show. I'm just picturing the guitar case. I'm not. You would have to re- you'd have to remove some of the necks. 
I don't know. Maybe it flat packs. <laughs> <laughs> it was large. It was definitely large. I mean, it was beyond cheap trick level. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about beyond, but you know, in the range. Yeah, sure. It was it was Malmsteen left and right. Level. Different execution, <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. Same magnitude, right, <laughs> different direction, if you yeah. will. Yeah. Have you ever seen anybody, Mike, at the uh, at the Paradise? Have you ever been there? Oh man, the last show I saw there was uh, it was actually the Prophets of Rage. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. Yeah, it was the at like, the Paradise. It was like oh, that must have that blown was awesome. Up. It was insane. It was their wow. first or second show of like their last big tours, I think. It was Boston, killer, man. Yeah, Boston or the Bo- or the New England area is the beginning of a lot of major acts. You know, sort of that level acts tours. Not necessarily the they're not going to play Boston Garden first, but playing the Paradise or the Orpheum or whatever. It's a sure. great place to start. It's an it's an yeah. easy start. But um, all kinds of people play there too. I saw Thundercat there one time. That was really good. <sighs> The one I didn't go to. It was good. Uh, it was really good. Uh, I really should have gone. You definitely should have. It was really fucking good. Yeah, I've talked about it before, so I won't keep going on. I, we saw Off. That was their very first show ever. I should have gone to that. That one. was, and they were opening for uh, Dinosaur Junior. Oh, cool! And the mid act was Henry Rollins came out and nice. interviewed Dinosaur Junior. <laughs> what? Just they sat on chairs and he interviewed them, but they but he didn't let anybody record it. It was just a live interview, not to be recorded. Wow, awesome! And that was the only time we saw it, and that was pretty cool because he was like really. Wow, that's interesting. It was really, uh, really respectful of the whole idea. They were one of the first uh, bands to let his band open, actually. So I, I couldn't believe that that was the case. I'm like, how does that work? I mean, weren't you more famous than them at the time? But he goes, you know, but that was what he was saying, and it was pretty interesting. I, I would, you know, I would be more accurate if they had recorded it and we could listen to it again. But <laughs> right. uh, there you go. It's just all memory now. But it was actually really cool. You know, it's feel like yeah, we're right there. Yeah, that's a trip, man. There you go. There's that disruptive thing again, you know? Yeah, Maybe totally. that's the trick. Have you ever made a video? Have you ever been? Do you have a YouTube channel? Is that your yeah, kind yeah. of thing? Yeah, yeah. We do the YouTube. How does that work? Uh, it. How does it work? Well, I mean, in your case, what have you uh, What have you done? How do you use that, that, that outlet? There? I am so terrible with YouTube. I mean, we have like, you know, probably... We have a ton of videos. We have a channel, but it, uh, the analytics, the search, it's not very much searchable. Right. Fire in the field. It doesn't really work. So, well, no, um, but I mean, let's assume but, someone saw you, you know, oh, yeah, at a yeah. show and they wanted to follow up and, and see you on YouTube. Like, are you talking about there's live <laughs> shows there or are they there's, all- there's live shows. There's a, a couple of music videos that we made. Really? Awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, you know, we have our last album the pink noise session was like a live in studio thing so there's a bunch of video of that of us playing to like tracks that you'd hear on the record so there's a ton of stuff did Um, you take any video from the uh from the recordings you've been making no not right now no we no that's a lie we did we had a video crew in there for the blues album i'm thinking of that's what i'm talking about the current record that's coming out i i didn't i didn't do any anything can we just get this out so do you have the do you have the name of the album yeah the name of the album is resurrect okay so the album yeah. resurrect is the one that's coming out in the that's one that's coming out yeah fantastic yeah and the song that you played before that was not on that that's album. not on that album right. that's cool. i'm not gonna play any well no i'll play something for that okay close it. yeah yeah cool all right so can we just back up a little bit here uh i know we've talked about this before but let's you know this is the first time that you've been on this podcast this way um how did this whole thing start out when when you were little i mean what what got you to do this why did you go i'm gonna play music 
Mm. When did you know? Uh, I think just I loved sound and sensitive to it for a long, you know, from a young age. Like I, I hated the, like loud noises when I was a kid. Like I was always like weirdly shy. Um, and I think that having an instrument definitely like made me feel more comfortable. Was the guitar your first instrument? Uh, piano was my first instrument and um, I did that for like six or seven years and then I just didn't, there was a disconnect between the what I liked to listen to and what I was playing and guitar was the instrument that was that and that was like when I was 14, so I'm 32 now, so. Well, I say, but that you say around but 14, so but before yeah. 14, like were you, when did you start listening? Did you, did you have uh, early recordings that, you know, did, like, we usually ask like what's the uh, oh. what's the first like actually physical piece of that music I was that listening. you got we won't be able to ask that very yeah, much longer it's right? not gonna be a relevant <laughs> question for long did you get like a cassette or like a CD man I don't even remember when you were a little I don't remember what I was like f- the first thing that I bought for music it's I mean I've bought this is so much uh, of course yeah fuck um, I mean it's like the first records that I was listening to are like my dad's records like neil young live rust is like neil young. that's like, live rust that's wow. like burned into my mind muddy waters electric mud uh a bunch of muddy water shit um some john lee hooker some zeppelin santana uh buddy guy all guitar bands all guitar shit all guitar shit the doors you know so much guitar stuff yeah that's a good point man wow i never thought about that dirt <laughs> um, well, but but you also get but you started out with Neil Young, so that's going to be like, yeah. like he's got that awesome style it of soloing, just, which is just yeah. like I am going to bend it into the fucking yeah. ether, and I don't care what note this is anymore, and I'm just going to vibrato too right. fast. I love right. that shit. But it was that live rust sound that when he does the, yeah. But it's like just. <laughs> Then I was like, what the fuck's doing that? That's wanna, as punk as anything that. has ever been. It's yeah. at, or whatever, you don't want to use that word, but it's as filthy as yeah. anything. Is, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's just bleh. It's like, I want to do that. So, yeah. Um, there's so much great music, man. There's just so much great music that I think you, you just grow up with people that love music and play music all the time. And like things are centered around it. You know, food and celebration. You know, just all that yeah. regular human shit. Sure. Like music is just so much a part of it and it's just like man it's just yeah i want more of that man give me more of that all the time first time you were on stage that you can remember um first time i was on stage like playing in my band band well i don't know I would say you tell me the first stage performance i ever did was when i was mimicking like the drums to wipe out when i was like probably like five or something i remember air t- air, air drums yeah i remember telling my cousin be like dude it was something like you know one of those uh, like a vfw like part hall you know what i mean sure okay a bunch of irish relatives getting hammered and we just like <laughs> wipeout comes on and i like told my cousin i was like we, let's go play man and i pretended to be playing drums for some reason did you get a round of applause no i don't think anybody noticed okay or actually no i think i remember feeling embarrassed like i remember feeling so like somebody laughed oh probably. don't worry you Every, you know? You'll feel that way forever, whenever you get <laughs> Right, exactly. If you're me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what about, uh, so then, but but obviously you must have had a band pretty early then, it sounds like. Pretty right? much. I mean, the, I lucked out playing, picking up guitar because I 
fell into a band within months just playing, you know, basic first position chords. And yeah. it changed my life, man. Do you remember some of the first songs? What would that band play? That's it. What song is that? Oh, you mean that's it? Original? Was it an original song? That was an original song. What? Do you remember it? It's called Blue Sky. Come on, do it. I, I don't know the lyrics, though. Oh, come uh, on, come on, come on, come on. I never sang it though. I wasn't oh, a singer. Was, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. I won't, I won't make you do that. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. So one of your first bands wasn't a cover band. It was you were playing original. All right. Bands. This is a fucking hilarious band. Uh, I feel so funny because I've only recently really thought about this, and it's just so sounds so stupid. But when I first took a guitar lesson, in my head, when he was like, "Okay, here's an E minor chord that we're gonna play. Turn the page by Metallica." Turn the page and uh, I was like in my head I was like this dude's showing me how to play somebody else's song this doesn't make sense <laughs> oh because that's not that's you so know, cool right? like, yeah you're like no I want to write a song yeah I was like I thought this was about me man young like, people are so awesome make me sound like me yeah you bastard it's like <laughs> no, you <laughs> no. sound like the yeah, dude it's like, from Italic. No, you might have to know like what the fuck music is, man, before you uh, make your own, you know. But I, I, I don't know. I think it's because I was playing piano. Like I assumed that he knew. Like, dude, I need to make my own music, man. What the, what the wow. fuck, an idiot. So funny. Uh, so yeah, definitely. When I picked up the guitars, super intentional in terms of like I want to make sounds for this purpose. You know. What was your first band's name? Um. Uh. Retrospect, and then we became Taken by Infinity. Taken by Infinity. Yeah. Yep. Did I do that smoother this time? It was, it was smooth. I, it wasn't as creepy the way I vampired in on the band name. No, like it was usually. good. It was okay. good. All right. Until you just <laughs> explained it all right there. You shouldn't have said anything. You I should have just kept going. Been smooth? Yeah. Smooth is not my factor, baby. No. I'm not the You and factor. Rob Thomas. Yeah, no. Oh, so, thanks. that's a low blow. Okay. <laughs> Let's oh, get, sorry, let's Rob. Serious I don't know, here. Rob. He's probably a nice guy. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But he also had that nice song bite. smooth. Please, it was please, it's a, it was terrible a smooth fucking joke. Song. It was a bad joke. Horrible song. Poor, I guess it's good if you're at a wedding. Poor Santana, man. Or you're. I don't know, man. Florida. I'm pretty sure he knew what he was signing yeah, up actually, for. Yeah, at a fuck, party. fuck Santana. <laughs> First big rock show you saw. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I don't know. I'm still riffing on Taken by Infinity. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's like about, getting sucked into a black hole. Yeah, man. no, I'm just wondering, like the 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 the, the names that were thrown away oh, in order sure. to get to that one. That's what I'm I'm thinking about. But I see. Uh, yeah, oh, first dude, big rock show. You don't want to know. <laughs> first big rock show, man. I cannot remember. Oh my god. I mean, the Black Crows saw them a million times. I saw, well, but you must have seen somebody little, when you were little that was like, I want to again, like you got to see yourself up on stage. I mean. Your generation obviously have, you know, music videos and stuff were all happening, so you saw it on television, but I mean, my grandmother was a singer and oh, she really? was super into music and just super what really kind of music infectious. Did she, sing? she would sing like old like fifties hit hits, you know what I mean? Did she sing professionally ever? She did for a long time when she was in her thirties. Um, wow. In what format? Was it like with a band live or with recording? a live band and I'm blanking on the name something something quartet um and yeah it was it's cool man it's like i got her old posters and stuff from wow. a couple of her gigs oh no that's, that's awesome yeah that's very yeah, she, cool she was super badass like half of the like weird clothes that i wear on stage are 
are her clothes. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Wow. She was just like, how many dudes get to say I wear my grandma's clothes? Right. <laughs> no, your aunt. Do you say grandma? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. Wow, I know where I'm at. Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's she was like fucking like super hip, man. So I think you know. Uh, Did she play the guitar also? No, she just sang. She oh. just sang. But I had uh, her cousins. My like third, fourth cousins were all country western players. Wow. Um, two guitarists. Have you ever played a, with them? Accordion player. No, they're pretty much all. Oh, they're all gone except for uh, um, Jojo on guitar. He, he's so old he can't play anymore. Oh, it just it hurts man, him. That's... But he he used to geek out when he'd be like, "Oh, you got the Fender Bassman." I started on a Fender Bassman. Yeah. I was like, "Jojo, this is a reissue. It ain't <laughs> shit to your Fender Bassman, right. dude." Yeah. But um, yeah. So I yeah, so you don't have like that seminal rock experience. You dude, went to see the band. And you're like, right, oh my god, that's I'm a little it. embarrassed. I definitely saw like Hootie and the Blowfish. That's not embarrassing. I mean, if you're young and you don't know any better, I don't think it. Was, <laughs> oh, dude, it's it's so bad. They no. were a huge band. They were huge, oh, and god. all music is fucking better than not music, right? But you no, know no, what I mean? sure, it doesn't matter who it is. And going to a show is cool, even that's if the it. band. I don't care who isn't it, good. I or whatever, never you don't know have I mean? a good time. Yeah, I'm gonna exactly. figure out a way to have a great time. Yeah. I just can't, dude. I can't think of what the first concert I saw was right now. Yeah, is that weird? That's, okay. that's kind of weird. Yeah, I feel is. like most people haven't answered that question. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you've been to a million concerts, you know, they all kind of go together a little bit. Yeah. Fuck, man, that's weird. <laughs> do a couple of them stand out? Do you remember seeing, you know, some, um, someone? Do you ever see one of your idols? Seeing uh, Prince oh, awesome. in 2014 was... Was it at like the Boston Garden, one of those round things? No, round it was things? Uh, um, the uh, one of the... Not Fox, was the other Mohegan. One. You saw that Mohegan yeah. show? Yeah, cool. it was at the Mohegan uh, show. Uh, buddy wow. of mine went to that. He said it was out of control. It's insane, man. It was like 11-piece horn section in the front of the stage on the first song, just all fucking rocking out. It was unbelievable, man. It was the whole so thing was awesome. insane. And then most of the crowd left at the the la- the second encore. Most people left. Lights went up, and then fifteen Bitches. minutes later, hits the stage, and we rushed, and we were at the front of the stage, and they go into that instrumental that sounds just like the ocean from Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those. Yeah, kind of sure. Things. And. Um, it was so dope, man. It was like Janelle Monet and Esperanza Spalding, oh, like are you sitting sitting on a couch, not even performing, just sitting on a couch, all sexy, just watching the band sh- just destroy it. And it's just like instrumental prints, like well, full wah, full tilt on the guitar, front and center. Everyone's just exploding. We're seeing our friends. We're like, yeah, dude, we're seeing this now. Like, it was, that Did was that you moment. Know that you know? They were gonna do like a set fifteen minutes afterwards. Uh, I was with a diehard, and he was like, and we had tickets to the after show. Oh, okay. Um, and we were like, no, man, we're staying just in case anything happens. And did you yeah. get any pancakes, dude? We didn't see Prince at the after show. He he uh, he did not show up. That's understandable. Yep. Yeah. Esperanza Spalding opened that show, right? Uh, Janelle Monae. Oh, really? And, oh, okay. Well, Esperanza, Janelle, and then. Um, Prince. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's so, so good. Wow. It was so sick. <laughs> wow, because uh, Esperanza Spalding was doing the uh, that sort of more like robot-y kind of stuff, yeah. you know, kind of real modern sound, not as uh, not as trad stuff. And Janelle Monet is just a, you know. Powerhouse. I mean, just like a like a living energy force yeah. of creativity. Yeah, you know? she's beautiful. I love her so much. Yeah. The James Brown, the, like the, everything she's got is like 
just yeah, like you say, living force of creativity. That's yeah, a perfect she's, description. She's just doing it. It could not fucking care less what you think, which is you know yeah yeah my right. jam right now totally <laughs> yeah <laughs> trying to just trying to continue that right that that experience like this is what's happening today. I don't care what you think. Here it goes exactly. Yeah, and look at she's blasted into acting, yep. destroying it there. You know, crazy. Yeah, she rules, man. She's wow. so dope. Wow, super dope. All right, so you got uh, you have these two things coming together. The blues thing. What what drove you to do the blues thing? I know you said you wanted to do it. I remember talking to you about that. But was it was it you, you actually? Yeah, you, know, you spent some money. You got into the studio. Yeah, uh, it's just. I just feel like the need to record as much as I can. Yeah. Is it going to be fire in the field? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I just, no other reason. I mean, I guess it's, you know, it's just when you feel good with the people you're playing with and it's like, you've got the energy and everyone's stoked on the material and it's like, why wait around? And just let's cut some, cut some tunes. How do you guys handle practice? Do you, uh, do you, is this kind of thing where it, the more traditional style where, you know, where every Thursday we get together no, it's, or do you just practice for the shows when they come along or for the songs? How do you do that? We run in, we run it and gun it, uh, 24 seven, nothing set in stone. It's, it's a mad dash. Um, I've, I've rehearsed with just Jeff, the bass player rehearsed with just Jared, the drummer multiple, multiple times. Um, communicating via text by phone and what, what we're doing in the songs, you know. Um, so you kind of always, always doing something. I know you have yeah. some shows coming up. We'll talk about those in a minute. But I mean, do you do you practice for the shows or do you just ha- are always doing something? Uh, we're always doing something. We don't practice necessarily for every single show. Um, well, I mean, you've been playing yeah. together for a while now. Yeah. 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 Um, we practice the new material and when it feels right then I think that's when live you kind of, we've been getting more comfortable letting things flow live. What does that mean? Making, making sections like really in a set uh, length where it's like, we feel okay about taking chances in, in spots we didn't take chances before. Taking chances. I mean like taking the, taking the song in a different direction. Yeah. The way it was yeah, recorded. Yeah. If you have feel creative and have an idea for something and, pushing the music in that direction we'll let that happen live we've gotten better at doing that that is my number one favorite thing when live bands do that yeah i mean given that it's that in that style obviously you go to see prince you want it to be you know tight as a machine but but he they yeah. i mean dude he jams like they jam man they totally jam no i get it i get it and so in your case though you're saying that once you have enough time on the new material and you prop it into a set then you're going to feel a little more comfortable yeah going a little wide with it yeah yeah. Sometimes you just don't have the time. Like I, I mean, it's just given the framework for what we're working on. I mean, like we've, I have a bass player that we play with sometimes that we've never rehearsed. You mean just? Do you mean yeah. that 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 bass player is just playing the show? Yeah, yeah. And so then it opens up in a whole other way because I'm not going to try and hold that person necessarily to every single thing that i have in my head of what the tune means oh I see. you know what i mean right. so it's like all right we'll go into this jam section and you're actually playing the jam section from a different tune but but fuck it here we go <laughs> let's in do the this. moment you can't tell that guy yeah. though right <laughs> it's like actually this is great and then it's i'm cool, having a right? blast yeah. Yeah, as long as the drummer's cool with this whole thing yeah yeah 
uh, you know, as long as nobody fucks it up, it's awesome. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really on the fringe of like, why are you not rehearsing? But, um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely like the, I mean, you know, when you have those jam sessions where it's like, you all get together, you hang out for a second and you play and the first jam you play is the greatest fucking thing that's ever happened. (laughs) And then you hang out for a second and it's like, all right, jam again and it's good and everything's good. But that first jam was the the one that ends the world yeah there's, you know there's there's spice in that moment there. yeah yeah so i've been feeling good about like just rehearse enough and then let's cut let's let the live thing take over whereas like if i was in a prince situation or a bowie situation where you have a whole show like you have all these other moving parts then there's a reason to actually rehearse more you know but i think the more you can play and create with somebody the better but if you're just rehearsing the same old tired thing, like you're gonna, you you're gonna burn it down. I right. I mean, I think those kind of more uh, structured shows and stuff, they're gonna be developed early on. Yeah. With a small group of people, and then at some point they're gonna go. All right, we're gonna schedule whatever six days in a row. Right. With the full act and right. let's get it done. Yeah. So and then they're immediately going out. I mean, right. that's so in their own way they're doing their own version of running gun, right. you know, sort of as a group. Totally. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's so that's so true actually. Cuz I would love to rehearse more, to be honest. <laughs> just cuz just cuz the more more time spent like working on something like or Sure. then work on something else. There's always right. more right. shit. Right. There's always know? something to go go forward like, to. Keep going. Great. All right. What do you have coming up here? What's the deal? I got a tune to um, open uh, G tune, open G tuning. Is okay. that right? While you're tuning, yeah. let's, uh, let's talk about the other things you have coming up. You have shows. Yeah. This one's going to go. Lots of shows. This right? episode's going to go out pretty fast. It might even go out tomorrow. So. All right. Change that out. So. Loading yeah, up yeah, the calendar here. You got a lot of local shows coming up, right? Yeah. We're playing um, at Starlight in Southbridge, Mass. We're shooting a music video. On March 14th, Starlight, Southbridge. Wait a minute. Cool. Does that mean the people in the audience will be in the video? Yeah, absolutely. So do they have to dress a certain way? Nope. It's not going to be like MTV, free Daytona fall. Beach, where you're like, you, you, you. Canary yellow everyone t-shirts else out of only. Here. You, you, you. Seriously, though? I mean, like, so uh, do you think the people in the audience will be in the video? They, uh... uh They'll be in the audience in the video. Two seconds ago, I said absolutely, and actually, I have, I have no idea. <laughs> I think absolutely is yes. I mean, your job is to show up and rock, right? So that's great. So that's the uh, Starlight. Yeah. When, when is Starlight that? March fourteenth? March fourteenth. But yeah, Southbridge. It's one of those things where uh, I've been trying to formulate the idea and get with the videographer. We're gonna we're gonna cook something up. Get. I just don't want to say the one thing or the other. I no, I get it. Right. Do you know what song you're gonna do? Yeah, we're doing the title track to the album Resurrect, and the the cool story about it is uh, I know we're kind of coming to the end here so cut just tell me to shut up it's if i don't want to no, it's all good man all um, day. it's all good <laughs> i just ramble sometimes um so we actually wrote the song speaking of playing live and taking risks we kind of wrote the tune at the at this venue um we were jamming we were playing a tune in the, in the middle of another song in the set i started playing the riff that would become that song and uh turned to the drummer and the bassist brad and jeff at the time and they we picked up we jammed we played a tune i thought of a theme and went with that sang it live and uh people clapped like it was a regular song and i discovered the recording because i put up a mic to re- listen back found that 
and I was like, this is dope. This needs to be a song. And it became, you know, pretty much as is uh, what is on the album, I guess. You know, I, I tried to change the lyrics uh, that I ad-libbed, and they didn't seem to... I changed it and it just didn't it just didn't make sense anymore. I was like, no, just leave it as is. It's that's what it is. And it it's resurrect became the title track, I think, because I just kind of love that that story of that spontaneous thing. It's a simple, you know, it's a down tempo, like dirty rock tune. It's like but it's got soul and it kicks, man. And I think people are gonna dig it. Uh, we've been playing it live every at every show and people love it. So it's been good, man. It's been good. But it's just one of those things that's like uh, once I thought of that tune, it was just like, well, that should be the title of the record, you know, because you, of that story. Are you saying that you wrote it at the Starlight? Yeah. Oh, it's actually connected to the place. Yeah. 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 That's a great story. Hopefully you tell the people in the audience that. That's nice. Are you going to play yeah. a whole set that night? Are you gonna yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're playing probably three hours. So when you do you the... going to make up another song? Maybe. We usually, I mean, every time we're there, we let loose in terms of like what we usually do. But so when you do a music video like that, are you gonna play the song a couple of times? Um, I think we're actually gonna do it to the track in terms of like, yeah, um, before the show, we're gonna probably go early and like we'll record us playing to the studio track and then get shots, uh, action shots of us playing live and yeah. with the audience and then throw it in get it all together there cool see what happens wow and where, and where that's gonna end up on your youtube i'll be on our youtube page awesome. on our website and all that yeah that's but um thing to be shareable put, put on their instagram yeah yeah totally we've been doing this thing we've been we're giving away the first the the single of the album right now shadow way so if you want if you want to hear it send me an email at fire in the field rock at gmail and i'll send you uh send you the tune Fire in the field. Oh, rock. directly to you. That's how yeah. you're giving them away. You can do right that. On. You can find us on Instagram and our website, Fire in the Field Music, and do that. But if you send me an email, I can just pop you the track real quick. Nice. Um, wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta get no a bullshit, right? Gotta you get a get sample the, of the yeah. goods, man. Fucking heck. <laughs> What's the name of that song again? Uh, the song is called Resurrect. And that no, the one that you're giving away. The one we're giving away is called Shadow Way. Shadow Way. Yeah. Got it. Wow, so you have a this uh, show coming up uh, in March at the Starlight. You have a couple other shows. I heard you playing at... Yeah, we're playing at Fury's in Dover on March 27th. We're playing at Bishop's Lounge on March 20th in Northampton. Bishop's. Yep. Um, yeah, we're playing the Stone Church, open up for Wild Adriatic on April 18th. Oh, that's going to be nice. a big show. Yeah. Nice work. Yeah, we're pumped to do that one fantastic yeah man cool thanks for having me hang out with you guys oh yeah anytime man this, this is, is awesome man all right and then uh one last time the easiest way to get to know more about you would be probably your website what's yeah, your website fire in the field music.com fire in the field music.com mike this has been superb dude what thank you, you thanks man what are you going to be playing a uh, song called boss man that is on the new album uh Eventually, we're going to do a thing. If you buy the vinyl, we're going to get you a bonus track, and, and it's an acoustic version of me playing this. Or you can just rip this version from this current ah, performance. That's just great. bypass that whole shit. Wow. Well, then this is, a, is, then this is like a, a world premiere. A world premiere recording. <laughs> alternate mix. I'll try not to fuck up the mix for you then, so it'll be good. All right, Mike. 
Rock and roll whenever you're ready. You got a hard head, so hard you're upside down. You got a hard heart, so hard it makes no sound. You spit your blues at me when I go out my way. Not trying to keep the faith, Lord, my pocket's empty. Boss man, what you want? Boss man, what you said? Boss man, now I'm gone. You dog, go play dead. Yeah. I got your contract talk. I never signed in blood. You speak like John D. Rock, Lord. I need some soap and sun. Scrub sink gone for me. Yeah. Hook out to my mouth. Go fishing somewhere else now. Go forth until the drought. Boss man, what you want? Boss man, what you said? Boss man, now I'm gone. You don't go play there. Good luck with your head. Good luck with your heart. I try to make the bread, and I bring you wake up. Good luck with your head. Good luck with your heart. I try to make the bread, and I bring you wake up. Boss man, what you want? Boss man, what you said? Boss man, now I'm gone You don't go play dead Go play dead I want you to go play dead <laughs> Word <laughs> <laughs>